0: I'm Dr. James Ahrens, the ADHD author and veterinarian. Welcome to Podcast 30, Chiquita. Alan from the Atascadero Zoo called me. Chiquita, one of their spider monkeys, had stopped eating and developed diarrhea. She looked horrible when I examined her, appearing weak and listless, about to check out. When I realized the zoo had no facilities to treat her properly, I decided to bring Chiquita to my house for convalescence. Because she had diarrhea, I took a stool sample and sent it to the lab to identify the bacteria and run a sensitivity test, and tell me which antibiotic was the most efficacious. I put Chiquita in a portable dog kennel, brought her home, and asked Mary if she could help me with the monkey's treatment. She took one look at Chiquita, determined the first thing we needed were diapers, and drove immediately to town to get some. I had a hard time selecting music for this particular podcast. There aren't many songs that have anything to do with monkeys. Finally, I settled upon Hairy Legs and Hiking Boots, a tune written and sung by Andy Domino, a longtime good friend of Mary. Andy worked with Mary in her band in Monterey. In recent years, he has been touring around the country and performing in Las Vegas as a Frank Sinatra impersonator. You know, we've had him sitting up here beating on uh, keyboards all night, and we're going to let we're going to do one of Andy's tunes from a hundred years ago.
1: This is. Uh, are you going to tell about it, Andy? It's a song that was inspired by the ladies of this valley. Yes! I came here from a small town in California, somewhere in the early 1970s, and I'd never seen things like this before. The song's called Hairy Legs and Hiking Boots. These guys have never played it, and I don't know if they've ever heard it, so it's a little kind of a country-flavored it thing. now? What? Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait till you're finished, Joe. Thank you so much. Some things are more important.
2: Ooh.
1: Okay. I yes. A two, a one, two, three, four. You know what? I'm gonna take that back. This, I've got one tone on this piano that it's been transposed. That means they do it in. Somebody transposed it to a different key. There we go. We'll do it that way. One. Just two. wait. What key? What key? D. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, I wrote. I wrote Chris a chart, but all you other guys don't get it. Okay. Thanks. Fiddle would sound nice on this. You would do a great Should job we on it. Play? Play. Yo well Maybe not him. Okay. Turn, down turn, to turn him here. down.
2: Yeah.
1: Come on. A one. A two. A one two three four. years when I was just a lad. I remember seeing things on dad that mother never had. But the hands of time have given me a different point of view. Now the things that look so wrong on mom, look so right on If loving's all the same And you find it makes you smile I think I'll keep those hairy legs And hiking boots round for a while Well, then I had a chance To spend a portion of my life Just living in the mountains With my pretend mountain wife Well, she's given me To some things I've never known Ever since the day I met this girl My mind sure has grown Now I've got hairy legs and hiking boots Walking by my side you think that it might slow me down But she's got quite a stride Well, you just can't measure loving By the softness of her skin For the love that makes you happy It's the love that's from within Go ahead there Well, a voice. Right out there. Take that top of that verse. Well, a voice from deep inside of me said, Hey, now you hold on. You're still quite a young man, and you should be moving on. So I said goodbye. I made her cry. She could not understand. I just can't call her my woman. I'm sure I'm my own man Now I've got hairy legs and hiking boots Running across my mind Maybe in my later years A girl like that I'll find But for now I'll go on living Yeah, just learning day by day About this world we share The people there And all their different ways Yes. You know how many of you had hairy legs and hiking boots? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we all did.
2: I'll take two. If that isn't the seventies, I don't know what is.
3: Chapter 37. Chiquita. Alan from the zoo called me to check on a spider monkey named Chiquita. She was doing poorly, losing weight, and had developed chronic diarrhea. She looked bad when I examined her and wasn't eating. She was getting ready to check out, I was thinking. The zoo had no facilities to treat her correctly, so I decided to bring her to my house for convalescence. Because she had diarrhea, I took a stool sample and sent it to the lab for identification of bacteria causing diarrhea. The lab could run a sensitivity test to tell me which antibiotic would be most efficacious. I put Chiquita in a portable dog kennel and brought her home, and asked Mary if she could help me with the monkey's treatment. She told me we needed diapers and drove to town to buy newborn-sized packages of them. Cutting a hole in it for Chiquita's tail, Mary diapered her just like any other baby. Besides medicating her three times a day, we also needed to feed her. Chiquita was weak, and we started hand-feeding her a regimen of monkey chow mixed with water. She rallied and developed an attitude. At first, she put up no resistance when we put her to bed in her crate, but as she got better, she made it known this was not what she was wanting by shaking her head violently back and forth and chattering loudly at us. As she continued to improve, she started roaming the house, and, when she bent the curtain rods by hanging on them, Mary told me it was time to take her to work. Chiquita still needed to be medicated every eight hours, so I didn't want her back at the zoo yet. I brought her with me to the office where she relaxed, lying languidly, on the counter under a heat lamp looking as if she were posing as a current monthly playmate my brother rick came down to visit us chiquita instantly took to him briefly they became a close and happy couple there had to be some resemblance to ignite a spark of interest both had steel blue eyes and chiquita spent a long time grooming rick's long beard and running her fingers through his hair in december 1988 i was looking to expand my practice into a Tascadero. i arranged to have a realtor meet me in the building so I could measure the rooms to see how I could adapt it to a clinic. I loaded Chiquita into the truck, placing her on the bench seat next to me. She was put in her crate only during bedtime now, so I just let her lie on the seat. The drive into Tascadero was icy, and there was one area where the truck lost traction on black ice, so I was more careful about the trip into town. I left the monkey in the vehicle with the engine running and the heater on while I met with the realtor. It was a quick visit. I just needed measurements and i was due at the paso office for surgeries when i was done i left with chiquita warm in the truck between atascadero and paso there was a mile long dip in the 101 at santa rosa creek and as i drove into it the vehicle lost all traction no matter what i did with the brakes or the steering the truck continued forward veering and careening to the left into the snow covered median when the wheels caught the dirt they suddenly found traction somersaulted the truck into a roll and turned it over one and a half times. The driver window shattered as the roof collapsed and it finally came to rest lying on the passenger side. I unhooked my seatbelt, climbed through my broken window, and jumped out onto the ground. A Caltrans fellow was in the vicinity and came running over to me as I climbed back up to see what happened to Chiquita. Are you all right? He yelled. I reached the broken window and was peering inside for my monkey friend. Seeing Chiquita, I hefted myself higher and dropped my arm inside, fishing around the jumbled mess of the cab contents. I found Chiquita's hand, grabbed it, and pulled her just outside as the fellow reached my truck. Holding her face out, I presented my monkey to him, startling him severely when he realized I was holding a furry animal with long arms and legs wearing a diaper. Understandably, he jumped backwards with a start. I have a monkey here. She's going to get cold quickly, I told him. I saw he had a Caltrans truck with exhaust coming from the muffler, indicating there was warmth for Chiquita in there. We need to put her in your truck, I said. Chiquita pooped her diapers, but there was no place to change her. So I set her in the cab of the Caltrans vehicle, then ran back to my truck to assess the damage. Because of the flipping motion, some of the doors of the compartments in the vent pack had flung open and ripped off, strewing surgical tools, buckets, equipment, and medicines along the median. I set about picking these up. Soon, a California Highway Patrol vehicle came on scene. We had a short talk. The officer pointed to my tires. They were bald. I agreed they were a bit on the smooth side. As we talked, and I realized there would be no infraction cited for my accident, I became more comfortable with the officer and told him I was not going to let the monkey drive my truck anymore. The accident occurred between two towns. There was a dairy farm just off the highway. Cell phones were still only available on the Star Trek science fiction series but I was allowed to use the CHP's phone system to contact Kathy, the technician from the PASO office, to come and help. By the time she arrived, I had picked up as many instruments and medicines as I could find. A tow truck came and pulled my truck back onto its wheels to cart the crumbled mess off to the dealership. Kathy and I gathered up the remaining debris, pulled Smelly Chiquita off the Caltrans vehicle, and headed to PASO. My neck was sore, but we still finished the scheduled surgeries. Mary drove back into town to bring both Chiquita and myself home. Once I decided Chiquita was cured, I with her back to the zoo, happily. Her wellness made her a horrible roommate. She successfully bent all of our curtain rods, made it increasingly harder to catch her, and always complained about being put to bed. In essence, I had a teenage daughter ready to be sent back to where she belonged. Later, Mary and I visited Chiquita when she was back in the zoo, and every time she would climb to the same corner of her pen, and spend a few minutes with us chatting exuberantly telling us what was new in December 1988 Alan called me back to do another procedure on a tiger sarin the other Bengal tiger cracked a canine tooth by chomping on his concrete bench the damage was severe enough for sarin to need a root canal procedure to be performed the zoo staff had already moved him into his bedroom by the time I arrived with dr. Rick my dentist friend I set up my dart medicines and approached sarin outside of his bedroom cage He roared at me, and I could feel his breath. He knew I was coming to do something to him. I fired the first injection. The bedroom is a small area, and his second roar reverberated throughout the room, bouncing off the concrete walls, reminding me I was in his territory. I was apprehensive and shaky because of the previous incident with Sasha, where I had my thumb bit off. Nonetheless, I had a job to do. Saren went down after four more darts. Once he was asleep, We put a large piece of oak wood in his mouth to keep everyone's fingers intact. Dr. Rick performed the root canal, and Saren recovered. Two months later, Alan called me because Count, the California cougar, developed a swollen mouth. He had stopped eating, and two days later, the left side of his face was swollen so much, his left eye swelled shut. I called Dr. Rick. After getting Count into his bedroom, I darted him as I had the tigers. I used a scalpel blade to open up the pus pocket causing the swelling and Dr. Rick split the tooth with a diamond disc and removed it. I gave Alan antibiotics for count to help his infection. End of chapter.
0: Hairy Legs and Hiking Boots was recorded live at a Liener, Lunker and Betsy band reunion in Steamboat Springs, Colorado in the summer of 1990.
1: This is a song that uh, Mary has done a billion times. Deanna, where are you? And are you sick to death of doing it?
2: I just wish I had put a nickel in a little piggy bank every time I had sung this song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. He's good, you know, on the uptake there.
1: This, the t- this is the song that took our sweet Mary away from the valley.
2: I have to tell you it's a real treat for me because it's been a long time since I've been able to sing this song with another woman and I really appreciate you being there. (laughs) Yes. Joe tries his best, but you know. I wore my tight underwear and everything everything. just so I could do it, but it didn't work so good. There are times When a woman has to say what's on her mind Even though she knows how much it's gonna hurt Before I say another word Let me tell you I love you Let me hold you close And say these words as gently as I can been another man who I've needed and I've loved, but that doesn't mean I love you less. And he knows he can't possess me, and he knows he never will. There's just this empty place inside of me that only he can feel. Loving both of you is breaking all the rules. Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Loving you both is breaking all the rules. You mustn't think you're there's someone else you were the first real love I ever had, and all the things I ever said I swear they still are true every one of them for no one else could have the part of me I gave to you Ooh, loving you both is breaking all the rules I couldn't really blame you if you turned and walked away But with everything I feel inside, I'm asking you to stay mary mcgregor aarons
1: does she still have the
2: pipes or what
0: thank you you all for listening you can follow the story on my blog jea once on my blog's front page go to the menu pick my books and click on Fear of Failure. The entire autobiography can be purchased as an old-fashioned paper book or an e-book, as well as an 11-disc audiobook set, or can be downloaded from the audiobook site Spotify. More details are on my website, jeadvm.com.